You can. Love I don't have Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio show. I'm Dawn Wright of Bronx, your host with my co-host, Mr. Peter Mingles. Peter's right here. And we're guestless. We're guestless. I actually have decided that I could do, I think I'm going to do both voices today. Okay. All right. You do that. <laughs> but that's okay because when we came to do our Tuesday show, we said, okay, we couldn't do that. And then, then last night when I came to do the show, there was no show. So we're just having, I think, Murphy's Week this so, week. And oh, man, let me tell you. I could tell you about Murphy's Week. I know. I'm having Murphy's Week, too. So let's let's talk about this big jerk Murphy. So my, I, I, let me, I get it. Come on. I was ready to do Ron Broussard. Okay, okay. So I'm introducing Ron Broussard. Happy uh-huh. birthday, Ron. Yeah, Welcome. Doing, happy birthday. It's my birthday today. Oh, wait a minute. It's your birthday today. Birthday. I changed my voice. Wait a minute. It's my birthday today. Go stretch yourself. Go stretch yourself. Go stretch yourself. Happy birthday. <laughs> We're going to send him this show. That's right. <laughs> so, Ron, wherever you are, whatever you're doing that you couldn't get here, because he's the kind of guy that shows up, and you get that about Ron. I get that about Ron. So we're just going to wish him a happy birthday into the ether, and he's probably in a situation where his whole family is screaming surprise from behind a couch. Yep, so absolutely. we're going to go ahead and cut him some slack if he shows up, great. But if not, we'll have him back. That's right. It's his birthday. Yeah, who knows? When it's your birthday and when the weather is like it is over here in Florida, like he's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. no one really knows. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, I mean, we weather. had 60, 65 mile an hour winds happening outside the RV window on Saturday or Friday night last week. Um, watched our 10 by 10, which was next to the 10 by 20. Thank God we had already gotten all the merchandise out of the tents because of the warning of the weather. And we watched it crumple like in a scene out of Twister, our 10 by 10 display tent, and roll it into a ball and like it rolled up on our windshield. And we all just sat there with our jaws dropped going, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> so you, you were doing the Waka Rusa thing. We, yeah, Waka Waka was, uh, was interesting this year. Six to 12 inch puddles of mud. Um, couldn't get our RV out until Wednesday. Uh, or no. Tuesday, I would say Tuesday, and then uh, we had we had to bring it down and get it fixed because next week we're going to Houston. So uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely been full. We're supposed to be on Thunder on the Mountain, but we decided to go ahead and work through tomorrow and just go up for the weekend, and and we'll see about the booth because of course when the guys pulled the RV back out, they didn't stake the tent back down, so the twenty by ten was rolling down the mountain when somebody caught it for us. I don't know if it's in any condition. We're going to find out when we get up there. Right now, we're just kind of like, whatever. Yep. Whatever. Let's just stay home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're getting our tails kicked over here in Florida. We had our lights, well, not our lights. We had our telephones go down. My landlines go down right in the middle of a webinar, of course. You know, so mm-hmm. you're doing your thing, and all of a sudden they go down. And, like, you hear, like, the 
the first now the first thing I usually do is like, did I pay that bill? Like, is that one? What are they do? First question, but no, they never shut you off in the middle of a webinar. So I'm like, no, I guess I was to pay that one. So. Because my the one thing that I've learned about phone bills, like some people say, well, don't you have it on automatic? Are you kidding me? With the <laughs> phone company, with all the ancillary charges that they figure out what they're supposed to charge me for? No way. <laughs> no way. So anyway, so the phone, we had three phone lines go dead, and then we kind of scrambled to make sure they go to my, my uh, cell phone. You know how I am, Dawn, with technology. Anything with a red button, I'm probably going to push it. <laughs> so, so, so a lot of our stuff was either working or not working. <laughs> There's some storms. Left. There's some storms running right now. Really crazy Martha. storms. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I had somebody like yelling and screaming that they wanted me to bring their daughter to the front gate. Right as this as this storm was coming in, and, you know, parents who send their children up onto a mountain with another family, and then say, "Oh, I know that you've all been told that you have to take all of your merchandise out." and that you need to batten down all hatches and that in 30 minutes this is about to roll in and there's a tornado warning, that telling a single mother that she should leave her two children and then walk your child uh, all the way up in 12, 12 inches of mud that I could not walk through to the front gate of the festival and wait there and not do any of what I needed to do to protect my family, I'm like, you know, some people just still live such isolated, narcissistic mm-hmm. lives. I, yep. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. And when people hear tornado, I mean, granted, it's a scary it's a scary piece of weather. It yeah. really is. But when you live in Arkansas, it's kind of like um, the common cold when you hear a tornado warning or a tornado watch, you know. Um, it, it's like it, that's Arkansas. There are tornadoes. Um, when you hear the sirens, my blood goes cold when I hear the sirens. But... On the very top of a mountain, interestingly enough, or in a valley where you're surrounded in a bowl by mountains, the tornadoes can't handle it. Right. They don't have the proper conditions. So if you're on the top of a mountain or you're in a bowl like in Ozark, Arkansas, um, every time they climb the mountain, they break up so they can't get down into the valley. If they ever did, which it's never happened in 45 or 75 years or however long Ozark's been in existence, um, it would wipe out the town completely because it couldn't get out. But the reality is, is you know, they, they've they've landed all around everywhere that we've been. But um, normally, we're either on the top of a mountain or in a bowl. Yep. So you know, but I got to tell you, Peter. Speaking of weather, because we're on this topic, and I was just saying this today, California is my favorite place in the country. But the ground, the earth is not stable under my feet in California. And I found that out in California during an earthquake that that there is just about a million things that I can handle. I'm from the Northeast, you know. We have Nor'easters, we get hurricanes. But this twister stuff and the earthquake where, no, the ground is not stable under your feet, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not digging it. <laughs> I'm not digging it. Well, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Take take a look at our newfound energy that they found all this oil in that shale kind of a thing where they're kind of going in there, blowing a whole bunch of stuff below the surface, creating all these little crevices for like things to fall down into. I think earthquakes probably going to be a little bit more commonplace than we could all imagine in the next couple of years. I'm guessing. Uh, don't say that. I don't yeah. like them. Yeah. 
You know, I don't think I'd like a tsunami either. I think that a tsunami would really mess with me, and, and the ocean is very, very powerful, and I have a great deal of respect for it. But if I saw it coming at me in a wall, you know, 20, 30 stories high, I, I don't think I'd like it anymore. That's right. <clears throat> That's know. right. Well, it we, really is pretty strange, this yep. really, really extreme weather. Natural disasters all over the place, and if they're becoming more extreme, who really knows? And you could always take the conspiracy thinking some of them might actually be generated by our government. So oh, boy. Concept, yes. So for all those people that are recording this, yeah, just go forward that one. Just one more thing onto the little pile, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So I'll just say hi to all my friends. Why, is it a high profitable thing? Because I might believe it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the okay. heck? But no, but seriously, you know, relative to the weather thing, you know, I listen to some of the radio stations and stuff like that, and there's weather control out there for obvious reasons. And you say, you know, just kind of like, what's going on? Maybe we shouldn't be playing with this stuff. Like, like it's like me. Like, don't be pushing that red button. Maybe some people are putting some buttons in different areas they're not supposed to be pushing in. Or maybe they know what they're doing. Who knows? But I do know it seems like that there's some pretty intense weather in odd places lately that either it's a cycle, you know, or it's just kind of like, who knows? But it is interesting. We were going to be down with no phones. Imagine that in a civilized society. No phones for like three days, they said. And that would be pretty tough for a guy like me that runs a business. So thank goodness, thank goodness they have those little satellites up there that are kind of zapping these things all over the place. So it's just kind of like amazing, like when we talk about the technology and things like that, how we can really do business wherever we want to from almost anywhere with all these alternatives to be able to do some really cool stuff. And it's just getting better and better at every day. So even though we might be whining a little bit about the weather, you know, we didn't have to worry about running to a regular or traditional office. We didn't have to worry about a boss that was kind of beating us up or any of those other types of things. So we're really not whining and complaining that much because we could always make it up, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you can have a tough day and then you can kind of always make it up. That's yeah, it. you know, but, but then there are the other days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're kind of like in a transition over here, too. Like, for me, life is moving, like, real fast. Because we have my one son who graduated. Right. And now he's going to be going up, yeah, going to be going up to Wisconsin. My daughter's still trying to kind of figure out what she wants to do. And the really cool thing, Dawn, is I had um, my middle son who's kind of, I'm kind of given, he's got like a two-month reprieve before he's got to get to Wisconsin. I said, maybe you can help me with do some stuff with the business. I turned him on to our radio show. Cause, you know, really? Sometimes, yeah. And let me share with you, the kid's been all over the place. <laughs> and, and because he was musically inclined, he listened to Danny Serafini, you know, the drummer from Chicago. And I got a chance to listen to that interview all over again. Because, you know, we do these, so I don't get a chance to always listen know, to the we same ones do all them. over We don't again. listen to them. I yeah. know. And I listened again, and it was a really great interview by Danny Serafini. And his, it um, was. His, it uh, was. Actually, um, because the guys listened to it to do the articles on him, mm-hmm. and they said exactly the same thing. And <clears throat> I've heard that we have a really good show. Yeah. I've heard this from multiple people, and I'm just like, really? We have a really good show? That's really cool. And, you know, we, we need to focus more on it. I'm in complete, complete agreement. So if your son's in, then, you know, I know I know we have got other people who are feeling exactly the same way. That's it, and we're going to be kind of using some of his talent for maybe some of the commercials. Because I showed him, I said, listen how we do the commercials, and he thought that was really kind of cool. And I walked into mm-hmm. the back office, and it's really kind of neat. So I'm trying to do everything I possibly can as a dad. Because now my kids are at the point where they're thinking about, all right, now they have to go out of work. Yeah, I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to work now. 
so all the stuff that I've, you know, that we've been spending my life doing as far as the self-development and, you know, the stuff that I teach absolute total strangers on every single day, mm-hmm. now it's kind of all coming home, you know, because now mm-hmm. they get a chance to see, you know, you start explaining stuff like how are you going to make money and how are you going to, what are you going to exchange for that and how is that going to determine your life and all those types of cool things. So it's really kind of neat and we get a chance to share it with people listening to the radio show as we increase our dash. Mm-hmm. And that is like so big for me. What in mm-hmm. the world can we possibly do? to have us and other people do anything to increase their meaning. And I really love the title of our show. Me too. So I think uh, we got a guy named Axel who is going yeah, to spin he's, he's rattling the cage soon. So we'll let Axel He's saying, speaking stuff. of commercials. <clears throat> All right, let's go. <laughs> go ahead. Let's pay some bills. Okay, that was you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more. Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, Click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back. I'm Dawn Wright at the Bronx and Peter Mingles with me. And tonight we're talking about stuff. That's right, because we didn't get a chance to talk about stuff before, and we're allowing Ron Broussard, the ghost study yeah, yourself guy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, he's Ron. Hopefully you're having himself. To, yeah, he's stretching. <laughs> go stretch yourself, Ron. So he's having, <laughs> he's having fun. Hopefully with his family who said, you're doing a what? A radio show on your birthday? No. <laughs> For God's sakes, Ron, you're never with us anymore. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So he's got two, I, I love to listen to him talk about his two young girls. Mm-hmm. Because he's in that delusional stage of parents, you know. Yes. When your kids, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where they're never going to date, they're never going to break the law, they're never going to get you in trouble. They're never. Gonna, they just love their daddy. But then they love their daddy, and that's mm-hmm. all there is. Yep, and they tease mm-hmm. them just a little bit. Well, that kind of reminds. I'll tell you something. It kind of reminds me of a story because we're kind of like on that topic. When I left the vacuum cleaner business, I um started to work with a company called P.F. Collier, which was encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't aspire to sell encyclopedias, although I knew the reason why I did that is because one of my uh, mentors in my previous business actually went over to take over that job as a president of that company, and every one of the salespeople quit the day he took over because they hired somebody from the outside that they didn't know. So he called me up and he said, Pete, I know you might be interested in leaving Electrolux, but I don't think this is a good time because my whole entire sales force quit and I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> he's really good and he kind of rebuilt his, his business and he brought some people back in and he did 
all the great things that he usually does. And he put me in front of a guy in Columbus, Ohio, whose name is Warren, who really didn't need to sell anything anymore because he had invested well in uh, real estate and stuff like that. And um, he explained to me the encyclopedia business, and he was going to get a portion of whatever I did out of my little office, so he was all into making sure that we did all the cool things that we did. So we used to sell in people's homes, and we used big posters. They called them broadsides to do presentations, and I learned how to sell an intangible product like education as opposed to a tangible product like a vacuum cleaner. But it was really kind of amazing because I learned a lot of life's lessons from him. And he said to me, do you know why we focus a lot on the kids that are super-duper young and in kindergarten or first or second grade? And I said, no, because they can't even like read the books that you're selling. You're selling a set of encyclopedias to a kid that's in kindergarten. I think that's a little bit premature. He says, not really. He says, what happens is when the kids are that young, their parents still have those delusions. <laughs> <laughs> That, you know, this is my son, the next president, or this is my daughter, the f- second female astronaut, or whatever it might be. And he says, by the time they get into, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, you're trying to keep them out of jail from getting pregnant, from, <laughs> you know, realize that you can't even get them to clean the room, let alone read the books. And he went, he kind of explained that to me, and I just remembered that as I was growing up with my little kids, but also... He said something that I'll never, well, he said a lot of things that I'll never forget, but one of the things that he said that I will never forget, he said when he was educating people about the power of education, he said, you know, there's only a few things that are probably going to make the biggest difference in your life. And he would talk to the parents about this stuff, again, selling educational equipment, but he would say one would be your education. Number two is what you do with it probably to earn money. And number three, who you marry. So your level of education, what you do to earn money, and then who you marry are probably going to be the three determining factors of what you'll do in your life moving forward. And I I kind of looked at that and I said, you know, no one's ever really said it so concretely or said it so succinctly before like that, but that is so true. And then what mm-hmm. he said was, you know, many times who you marry might also be determined by who or where you go to school. Or what you do to make money. Or what you do to make money. And I said, wow, isn't that something? So he would sell the educational products to be able to give and afford the kids the best foundation so maybe they go to a better school, maybe they do better things to earn money, and all those types of things. And I always remember that, and I said, what a world of wealth that comes from the door-to-door salesman who usually gets beaten up by being somebody who's not reputable or stuff along that line, like sometimes mm-hmm. people poo-poo that. Now, I did that stuff for so long, I knew the difference between the good guys and the bad guys, the ones that would take advantage of the situation or the ones that really made a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I liken a lot of that to the stuff that we help people with, with the people that do network marketing. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I've had the best lifelong training. I could really sincerely say not working in corporate America. I've had the best lifelong training by working with people in home-based business. Some of the brightest, some of the sharpest, some of the goofiest as well. (laughs) Some of the best people on the planet do home-based businesses. They might be overlooked, or they might keep a lower profile from the carnival barkers out there and the ones that do the goofy things. But the reality is is some people in our industry are just absolutely flat-out the best people on the planet. 
So there's Absolutely. And, well, you know, even the people, like, and, and we've had many conversations, you and I, and, and I'm not going to get into the, the ups and downs on the network marketing industry or even on its people, but I will say, you know, and, and this is important, and, and I'm writing a book, and I sent you the first part of that book today, a very exciting moment yep. for me, you know, to be able to see it come back with chapters and things. And, and you know, and there's some chap- there's two chapters that are missing, and I had to write back and say, okay, we still have to put these two chapters, and there's merchandise that goes with these, and, and my partner Peter, and the Keep It Simple Circle, and I had to explain all of these things because it, all, of, all of it's in all of my documentation, but what's the most important things in when you're writing a book and how to keep it 150 pages because people's attention span is like that of a pea, um, is, is all, you know, it's all part and parcel. And so as I'm, I'm going through this process and I'm, I'm reading about me and I'm reading, you know, uh, about the hippie diva and, and the definition of hippie and where it all came from and, and how I have really, I'm, I'm very proud of my life, you know. Like I, I read about me even as I stated it about me, but then I'm reading it like it's a book, you know. It's a very different experience. And, and I'm reading about how I can be who I am because of my choice in life of what to do for money. And there aren't a whole lot of people out there that can say that. There aren't that many people out there who can say, you know what, I think I'm going to write a book about home-based business, and I think I'm going to go ahead and, and create a merchandise line with Peter about this fantastic Keep It Simple Circle, and I think I'm going to go ahead and create a radio show this month. And you know what, let's take this thing with iWowie and, and let's take them to the moon. And by the way, Peter Mingles is going to be doing that training program because they must hear your name 50 times a day because who else is going to do a training program for me, with me to, to, that's actually going to make sense to people. And there's these huge things that all need to be done. And the fact that I get to call those shots in my life every single day is one of the only things. Like you look back on 45 years for me. I look back on 45 years and I don't have any regrets. I don't have any. Like, I I look at my life and I go, okay, what would I have done differently? Now, I may have chosen, if I knew everything I know now, to go ahead and go to college right out of high school. Because I always thought I would go and that I would make time for it. But not going right out of high school, um, be, I instead I bartended and then I traveled. Now, if I didn't travel, I might have never gone on my world tour, and I would never trade that. So do I regret not going to school? No. Did I was Would I have liked to have a degree to carry through life so I could say I had one? Sure, but I'm chief marketing officer of my company. I don't think I could have done any better. Um, I, I've made really wonderful money. I've worked from home my whole life. I think if I had gotten my education, I would have run such a different path because that would have been the path that I would have taken with that degree that I don't I I I can't even regret that anymore. I used to regret that, you know, and now I look back and I'm like I can't regret that now because it would have changed everything that I have right now. And I've never ever ever been so grateful as I am right now. Okay. Like I have these wonderful kids. I love where I live. I have a wonderful partner. I have several wonderful partners. I've got very good friends, and I've got this really good work that I do. And so, and and I'm free to do anything I want, and I know about that because of the path I took. 
And I don't think I would know about those things if I took the everybody else's path. You know? Absolutely. Well, the answer is your life would have definitely been different. Right. Better or worse, who knows, because you can't replay it. But the reality is it's definitely different. It definitely would have taken a different path. So it's kind of interesting. There was a, one movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it was called Mr. Destiny. Mm-hmm. And Michael Caine and Jim Belushi. Mm-hmm. And it was the one thing, I think I might have sent it to you once before. Anybody that's on YouTube can usually f- probably find that scene. And it was when Jim Belushi's life was turned upside down, when he did hit the ball when he was in baseball, and instead of striking out. And the cascading series of events that transpired relative to when he did hit the ball versus when he struck out. And that's kind of like what you're just saying right now. Better or worse, who knows, right? You can't, you don't have that mm-hmm. lottery pick. But the reality was it definitely would have been different. Right. Definitely would have been different. Yep, same thing yeah. with me. You know, I mean, I, I look around and I know that my life is bizarre, okay? I, I was up on the top of a mountain this weekend with my ex-husband, who is the father of my children. My husband is 20 years younger than me. And I watched my the father of my children look at my husband and go, I really love you, Alex. And I thought, when does that happen? When does that happen? So people have said, this is weird, but it works. And I'm like, you know, that's the story of my life. It's weird, but it works. And I love my life. Like, I love my life. I love my family. I love my work. Um, you know, I there are things that I wish I had the control over in my life right now. You know, there are certain things that just aren't in our control. Many, many, many things are. Most things are. Most things we have the responsibility for it being in our life, for whatever decisions we've made that brought us there. But the reality is, is that, you know, I can't say that I could have done anything to stop the things that are going on in my life right now that are not in my control. Um, And what I can say is that, you know, outside of one or two key items, my life is a perfect life because I, I get to live it the way I want to, and I truly get to live my life. And I think that's what home-based business is all about. You know, it's it's not about, you know, and, and I, I take jobs. I work from home when I take them, you know. I, I am 100% a telecommuter. I am in the network marketing MLM industry because of the fact that everybody in this industry believes the way I do about owning your own reality, owning your own success or failure, living your life on your terms and working your days from your space and and doing what you want to do for work each and every single day, you know? I just think that, you know, what kind of a life it is to work a job you hate and go to work there every day for 40 years um so that you can retire on the third of what you couldn't have really afford comfortably to live on in the first place. I, I mean, I heard that when I was in Amway in my 20s and went, oh, no, oh, oh, no, uh-uh. Is that really the crystal ball you're showing me right now? That's what my life would be if I go get – I mean, and I would get a couple of jobs that made me crazy. And and, and lots of jobs can make a person crazy, right? So, okay, I'm going to do something and I'm going to trade some time for some money or I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a contract with a company. And I can do that and then I can move on to the next thing. But people who who come into this life that believe that they are stuck and that they they have to do that thing, that they have to keep that job 
and that they have to go ahead and continue on that path until such time as they retire. And and many times it's because of the path they chose. They chose the school and then the student loans, and then they had to go ahead and pay them off, and they chose a career that was very specific. And, well, with me, I've changed my career a lot of times in my 45 years of life. I've, I've you know, especially in network marketing, right now I'm learning everything there is to know about video communications. Um, before, I learned everything there was to know about online auctions. Before that, I learned everything there was to know about nutraceuticals. And before that, it was uh, websites and web development. You know, like, I mean, I, I mean, online shopping, you know, like makeup, okay? There's been some real significant changes, and my my education in all of those industries was very, very strong because I chose to align with the company and own a home-based business and or inevitably work for the company. I love our industry. I love its diversity. I love the the, the incredibly strong cultural experiences and the travel and the the financial freedom that can be achieved if one does what need, you know needs to be done in order to achieve it. Um, I hate more than anything the bogus stuff. You know, I, I resent the the people who have set people up to believe that they can win without work and so therefore um, have set them up to fail so badly. And I, I really do resent some of the presences that, that have occurred, that have created those real negative things about our industry. But, um, you know, as a whole, it's just such a cool space, isn't it? When it's done the right way, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. When it's done the right way, it's perfect. And I don't know if we have some Axel guy around here. No, yeah, we're oh, over. We've got to spend yeah, some records. <laughs> <laughs> With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. Powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many. Fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show and we're back with the dash i'm dawn this is peter and we're talking Uh about yeah we're talking about ron broussard and his birthday happy birthday happy birthday and he's not (laughs) here so can we can we generate a couple of cool conspiracies of what is happening to Ron right now that he is missing our radio Maybe show? Maybe he stretched himself too thin. He hmm? might have stretched himself too thin, yes. <laughs> Maybe. You know, he's got a wife and a couple of girls. They probably kind of like kidnapped him a little bit. Dad, there's no way you're going to do a radio show. They might have hit his watch. He might be tied up in the closet. They might be having cool stuff. They might be doing really cool things with Ron. So, Ron, we hope you are having a blast on your birthday. That's right. Like, he's really one of our favorite guys. He is. He's such a positive influence in all things. I love his attitude. Super great guy, and I love his story. Yep. 
I think he's got a great story. And, you know, we've got some really neat people. You know, the other guy that I'm I'm actually back and forth with his sister right now um, is Delmedico. Uh, Anthony Delmedico, the guy who does all oh, this yeah. stuff for kids, the entrepreneurial kids. kids. Um, well, because Bill Starkey with the CEO of IWOWE, and I go to the home office in Houston a few weeks back, and I'm walking around, and the, the walls of corporate are lined with pictures of kids. And they're they're feeding kids and making sure the kids have clean water and it's a real commitment for Bill and for everybody there is to give back and to do something really strong for people and for kids. And I thought this would be such a good fit for Anthony Delmatico. Uh-huh. Such a good fit. What can we do here? Right. And you know, that's and, and even in my book, you know, my book, chapter nine is the the first the first one will be about IWOWE. And then any other companies that I want to go ahead and, and that I think are doing really good things, we can go talk to them and we can make a different Chapter 9 for them so that, you know, their people can go ahead and use it because it's all about how to, you know, be successful in a home-based business and, and really what I think the key factors are. You know, everybody has an opinion, right? But, you know, you and I have been around the block more than once and, it's like between the keep it simple circle and the actually choosing and, and finding the right company, the right sponsor, doing your core want competitions, keeping your distractions out, and the things that we know are truly how a person can succeed in a home-based business, I felt like this is a really important thing for me to do. It's something that I was talking about for like a year and a half with you, just like having a radio show is something I've been talking about for over a decade. And I thought, you know, right now in my life, it's time to kick some things off the bucket list, you know. And how can I do that and be working within my industry and helping people at the same time, you know. And if people want to go ahead and they want to plug in and they want to tune in, I think that we do give the information that can support them in their businesses and in their day-to-day. I, I truly believe that or I wouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. Yep. I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal, which is one of my favorite business newspapers, and it was talking about how Americans are more averse to risk and some of the reasons why. Number one is because um, when it comes to risk and being more re- more reluctant to take the necessary chances is they realize that the you know jobs aren't the same way they used to be, um, that large corporations are doing a lot of stuff overseas. People are getting a little bit older. They're afraid to take some risks. And nowadays, you know, you take a look at the stock market, like flying. The only reason why the stock market is flying right now is because a lot of people can't save money. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have no place. What are you going to put in the bank? What, a percentage or two maybe? They have no choice. So, of course, the stock market is doing super-duper well. And that's always a little bit of scary for me because I understand you know, the bankers are the ones that usually, and the people that play the games are usually the ones that manipulate the stock market, and that's just a big bubble that's going to crash again. So they make some and they lose some, and, you know, we can tell all about those types of stories. But people are afraid to take the necessary chances. And one of the things I look at what we do is we help do the verbal massaging so they can feel better about making those necessary changes. And whether it's the stuff you're doing with kids in the IWAWI or the stuff that the other gentleman's doing. And we've had a lot of guests who f- have focused on the younger generation as well. That's what really makes it all worthwhile. If you've got to go to work and you've got to do the stuff and you're going to make a living, you might as well help as many people as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here. So I'm excited about the book, too, because who knows what other doors that seems to open up. You've got to have a you know, what do they say? You've got to have a book. 
You got to have a book. Celebritize yourself, yep. Marsha Friedman. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Great newsletter. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a bunch of them in me, and it was in Sai. Sai does a um, a leadership thing. It's called Principia. So once you've done all of their work and you've done the basic, and then you did PLD. It's a ninety ninety day class, but you you meet uh, one weekend a month every Monday, and you're on a team, and everyone on the team has to get all of their goals or the whole team loses. So it's uh, it's extremely intense. It's their most, least financially expensive and most intensive course because you have to put all of this stuff to work in your life. And that is, it's really easy. You know, the self-help, the shelf-help books and, and all of the classes that you can take is very different from applying the principles that you learn and then owning them. It's a very, very different piece of the process. And so there's this thing called Principia, and I went and, Loved Principia, absolutely loved it. Got to study under Dr. John Bradshaw and do a bunch of inner child work. And and one of the um, one of the guys was the assistant to the president uh, for a while. He was hysterical. And then I got to learn under Mark Victor Hansen. And you, you and I have talked about Mark Victor Hansen sure. because the chicken soup model is just brilliant. And um, and back then, I knew that I had a book in me. This has to be two thousand and. 2003-2004 I have been saying I was going to write a book since and I didn't know there was help out there for me like that was the thing I didn't know like I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote for 8 months okay but then putting it all into the right order getting it into the right chapter and verse and knowing which story to tell where and knowing which stories to just throw in the garbage and and knowing the 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 entire path is such a commitment. This is like, it's a huge amount of work. It's a huge amount of commitment. And it, it it takes someone who actually knows what they're doing. And it's because of our guests on this show that I found out about resources available to me that I could work with instead of trying to do this alone. I mean, I had taken this great class with uh, Denise Michaels, and she's fantastic. She's a great teacher. And I was just absolutely loving this class. And I wrote and I wrote all because of Denise. But when it came right down to it, being able to get to all of the classes, being able to do the homework in all of her classes on time, and then actually going ahead and getting it all there in place, it was truly impossible for me because of some other obligations that I've had. And I thought, I'm never going to get... I I had a hole in my heart over it, a hole in my heart, because I wanted so much to make sure this year I produced my book. And then I met Marsha Friedman, and then I met a few other authors, and I said, tell me, what did you do? How did you do it? Who did you talk to? And I found the right person, Sharon Abbott, who was one of our guests, led me to exactly the right person who could help me get it done. So, you know, just as a little bit of uh, encouragement out there, that the, the if your intention is clear, the mechanism will appear, is one of the truest statements I've ever heard in my life. I learned it in Psy, and it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with time. It has nothing to do with mechanism. It's purely about your intention. If your intention is clear, no matter what you set your mind to, if your intention is to create it, whatever the it is, then you can and will do it, and the resources will become it will be made available to you, or you will manifest them. Period. There is no question. It's not about the mechanism because there's 
uh, ultimate and limitless solutions out there to every possible problem. There's no such thing as an original problem or an original thought. They've all been thought, they've all been faced, and it's in the superconscious, it's in the ether. You can pull it down, you can access it and resource it if you're clear. And I've never believed that more than I do right now in my life, and I've seen it proven out over and over and over and over. And I'm I'm working right now to get crystal clear on certain things that I've been wishy-washy on because I kept looking back and going, why is this going on for me? And then I realized, because I'm not clear. It's happening right now because I'm not clear. Or my emotional response or my drama or whatever I've got going on with me about it is only going on because I'm not clear. If I get clear, the mechanisms will appear for me to get the goal done. It's a very, very simple but not easy thing to adopt. And it's probably one of the most valuable things I've ever learned from Sai. And, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I've got some big ones going on right now. I've got big things. I've got little things. And even with 12 years of training and all of the stuff that I've done and all the proof that I've got, I can still fall short and get unclear and wobble. But, you know, I just happen to have some really good support system that reminds me and pokes me really hard and says, hey, hey you're not clear. Or, hey, you don't really want to get on that roller coaster right now, do you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, and the cool thing is that it's it's not only just the intention, it's the environment that we create that allows it to happen. So we put all the stuff in the pot, and as a result of putting all the stuff in the pot, we stir it up, and we make sure that we just have really good ingredients and really great people. So the Dash has been a part of that because through the work that we've done to find the right guest speakers, a lot of those guest speakers are the right ingredients in that pot, and that's really cool. We did a show that I know you missed uh, with Remy Jane. I got to tell I, I was looking for the proper spelling of her name because I don't know if it's I don't know where it might be on the website, but she's doing some stuff with kids that I think would just be absolutely positively amazing. And you were doing something with your daughter or something like that. It's like one of those times where mm-hmm. our personal schedules didn't match, and I got a chance to do that interview on her own. But she was really great. And if there's anything we're going to do with um, iWowie and their product line <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, that's going to be one of the ones we do. So it's Reenie Jane, R-E-N-E-E-J-A-I-N.com. Really nice oh, gal. Great. Tells an interesting story. And she's doing things that are helping to mentor kids that are really, really, really amazing. Really amazing. Save kids' lives, make a big difference, and that's what it's all about. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool really stuff. really awesome. We have some really great guests. We have great guests. Thanks to Jeff Wright, I gotta say, I, you know, it, it's really interesting. You know, Jeff's been going through his own stuff, right? And so Jeff is my ex; he's the father of my kids. And never in a million years, two years ago, if I had a crystal ball, would I have believed it? Seeing him working like side by side in my office on a desk next to my desk, I would have never believed it. I would have been like, "This thing's broken." Back, you know, smacking, <laughs> you know, but. Things just if if you know if I'm water and you know other people can tend to be a little bit like rock and watery roads rock eventually and I think if you if you stick tight you know with with who you are as a human being and if you choose love every step of the way and you choose the the higher path and the good path not the higher path in the snooty way I've dealt with people who have say well I'm choosing the higher road 
Uh, no, you just got arrogant, actually. <laughs> that's, that's the higher road. The higher road is love. The higher road is this is all going to work out okay, and I'm going to have faith, and I'm not going to scrap in the mud, and I'm not going to throw dirt, and I'm not going to be ugly, and I'm going to remember that, you know, like even with exes, you know, I've found it's such a challenge, and people get divorced a lot these days, you know. Um, and I, Alex, my husband, was on a, a van coming back after dropping off a rental car with three women who were all talking about their exes. And he is one of his best spouse ever, and he's sitting there listening to these women talk about it. And they were talking about how they had friendships and or wanted to be close with their exes. And he said, you know what, just stick it out. It can happen. My wife is actually really best friends with her ex. And I don't know who I'm saying this to, Peter, and I don't know why it came up, but, you know, Jeff has, he just, he let me know today, all the shows are booked through September. Um, This is what's this and this is what's that. And I'm just so grateful that we were able to get past all this stuff. I said, you know, till death do us part just looks a little different than we thought it would when we were 22 and getting married as babies. But... We had our babies, and we got our divorce, and we moved in separate directions for a while. But now, look, we're working a business together. We're running a radio show together. Our kids have both of us and so many other people in their lives that they love and that love them. And it's like, it's amazing what can happen. It's amazing. It's a magical moment uh, relative to having the kids involved in the whole thing, too. Just think about it. You know, it would have worked either way, I'm sure. But think of how much better it is that it worked out this way. Absolutely. You know, it would have worked. The kids are resilient. People and you know, people have resolved it. If it doesn't work out for other people, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But boy, isn't it great when it works out? Isn't it great when it works out? And he kicks butt. Uh, I can't say the other word. I don't think. But he really does a great job. And when when I see the guest list that he has coming up, I'm like, holy cow! Really great stuff. Talented mm-hmm. man. Definitely follows up with. I mean, he's good. He's good at what he does. And, Absolutely. Um, yep, good at what he does. All righty. So I think we're <laughs> we need somebody to watch our clock. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, go ahead and spin yep. the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we're back for the last bit, and we'll probably go over on that, too. But we're here. (laughs) We're having a good time. (laughs) Yep. So what are we going to talk about for this last segment? We've talked about the weather and its extremities, and we've talked about the MLM industry, and we've talked about our kids, and we've talked about um, 
intention and clarity and being able to do anything that we want or anybody wants in their lives. So, I mean, we're really talking about some dash, core dash stuff right now. So wh- where else do we need to go? We got a chance to wish Ron Broussard a happy birthday one Again, last time. Again, we do. Again. We have to. There he is. Hey, hold on. we got to sing. Ready? Happy no, birthday you can't, you're violating, you can't you're, sing? You're, you're, no, that's like a there's a patent on the happy birthday song. You're gonna have to suit into oblivion. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Where's that seven second delay? Can we re I, You do know that, right? Like you're not allowed to sing happy birthday. It's like somebody patented it. We don't need anything else, please. The black cars are coming up the driveway black right car, now, they aren't they? Singing happy birthday online. Oh my god. Like happy birthday, Ron. Happy birthday. <laughs> too funny all right so, uh, so let's talk about nature okay so i'm sitting here looking out my office right now watching the puppies attack each other and play with them and they're having a ball and in the process of watching all of this i'm i'm counting my ducks do you know i lost a duck did no, you hear about this no. it's tragic yeah i think that the neighbor's dog who looks like a fox impregnated my dog and is eating my ducks I know. So Talk about rude like, and yeah, very like, wow. not unneighborly. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anything like that? Probably, but yeah. So the reality is that sometimes that happens. So we have to do I something know. about this duck-eating dog. A duck-eating dog. I know, and and I think that the other issue, because I was sitting here going, how can I have eight ducks and no ducklings, right? I mean, one would think. And considering duck rape, you've heard about the duck rape problem. Right, the dark right. side of ducks, yes. The dark side of the duck, yeah. So this has been a real devastating thing, me becoming Farmer Dawn and finding out that ducks only conceive through rape. And then I don't have a single duckling. I witness rape, but I have no ducks. So I was really upset about this. And then I find out that I've got a duck-eating dog who's eating the eggs. And I, I have eggs everywhere. So yeah, the guy who the guy who screwed up my all of my property and then I had this huge lawsuit with, um, who was a crooked construction worker who I thought was my friend and a property owner and a neighbor and so I trusted him and I gave them my neighbors a lot of work when I bought the house and I said I want to do all of these things and um, you know put in paths for the wedding and and do you know flagstone on my patio and I made it beautiful here which was the most important thing for me. And, well, in the process of this, they decided that they were going to bulldoze some trees down. But it was the damn wall of my two-acre pond where they chose to take these trees down. What I learned is that, well, when you bulldoze trees, their root systems become conduits like pipes and that all of the water in your pond will go out of those pipes and then it will bust through the dam and then several million gallons of water will then flood the neighbor's new house that they're building and you get to be sued for it. So all of these new property owner things that I'm getting to learn, <laughs> to learn about, um, you know, and I'm, but I'm looking out at it. It was fixed. They had some really ingenious solutions. This is the cool thing, right? Um, they actually turned around and used the silt that they used to clog up um, oil wells when they're done drilling, there's this oil mud that's used. And they actually go ahead and they pulled all my water out, they pumped it out into a place that wouldn't flood the neighbors. And then they went and they brought all of this mud in that has the ability to clog up any hole, no matter how si- what the size is. And then they refilled my pond. 
because see when they were cleaning all the brush around my pond they pushed the clay what they call liner out from from all of the places that it was blocking up any holes and then all of the water seeped into the root system pipes and conduits and and out came the pond so i have just reconstructed a pond and know more about ponds than i should yeah really and then that's there was, my story wow that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> now we have to figure out how to do something about duck-eating dogs. Duck-eating dogs. You know, yeah, was, that, doesn't, was, that doesn't require a gun, because I really don't want to kill anything. Well, that was, the, that was the question. We did have, you know, the geniuses somewhere around your neighborhood that wanted to, like, shoot deer from, like, their pillows. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, we did shoot a water moccasin today, though. Oh. And I didn't mind. I have no problem shooting water moccasins. Um, well, I didn't shoot the water moccasin. John shot the water moccasin. But the point of the matter is, is when you live surrounded by this much um, woodlands, you have bear, you have big cat, you have things that can harm you and your animals. And so my son, um, he, I, I texted him, and Alex ran and said, Big snake! Get your gun. And everybody ran. It was a whole lot of excitement. I, of course, ran with the puppies up to the top deck to watch from back here. <laughs> and, um, and 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 it was a water moccasin. It had to be at least six feet long. Wow. Six feet. That's water a, moccasin. That's this is why I don't snake. swim anywhere but the pool. Yeah, that's a big, mean snake. That's a big, mean snake. Yep. Yeah. And and not, not willing to negotiate. <laughs> Can I give you a steak? Can I get you a burger? <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Those are, well, those two could be one of the reasons why some of your long your duckies might not. It could be. Yeah. I think I think it's how the first duck died when when see when we I got four little baby ducks and I brought them home. Susie was the one. She said, "Can we get ducks?" And I said, "Sure, that would be cool." And she brought home these baby ducks, and um, we had four of them. One of them was Lucky. One of them was Zeke. One of them was something else and something else. Uh, one of them was a Paul Malu, I think, from <laughs> the Steelers. <laughs> Everybody had an interesting name. Well, the first of them drowned himself underneath their own water dish because clearly this was something that I had to watch out for. But, I mean, you know, you got to go to sleep. You can't watch the baby ducks all the time. And then another one drowned under the kiddie pool um, when he stuck his head under the kiddie pool. Um, a, a little while later. So only two ducks out of the four made it into the pond. So when we see that one of the ducks is wobbling, the construction workers who were here right before the wedding, they were like, you know, this duck's really wobbling. I don't know what's going on. We think it might have been bit by a snake. Hopefully this was the snake. Right. And we think it probably was. Um, because copperheads and water moccasins in Arkansas, Arkansas got some nature. You know, we've got nature. Like, it, we don't have a lot of um, commerce and a lot of, you know, business and a lot of convenience, but we have beautiful nature, and we've got real nature, you know, the nature that deserves respect and reverence because it, it can kill you, the kind of nature. And also the kind that, you know, you know, it's paradise. It's really paradise. Like, where I live, I'm just surrounded by beauty. And, you know, but I'm somebody who's addicted to trees and grass and water and, and uh, and things like ducks and puppies, and <laughs> we all know that. So, you know, my paradise might not be the same as somebody else's, but uh, I really, really love it. And that was the cool thing about what I read in the first chapter of my book, was that it's it's not about 
you know, how can a hippie diva teach somebody how to have success in a home-based business? Well, you know, somebody who's totally committed to not going to a job and who's totally committed to being able to have time in nature and live life on my terms gets to, if I put my mind to it and I do the work and I do whatever it takes and I find the right company and I do all of the things that all have to happen um, because there is mechanism involved in success. You know, like, granted, when the intention is clear, the mechanism will appear, but I must do something. You know, it's be, do, have. In order to be what uh, other people are and have what they have, I have to be and do what they've done and are in order to have those things. And so, you know, it's not a sit on my butt, eat bonbons, pick my belly button fuzz and wait for a miracle. It's not that. <laughs> that's just not a success principle anywhere. And that was what that's what's so exciting about all of this is like even just the part about writing the book and and being able to put the uh, put put all of your stuff in it and be able to go ahead and say, you know, this is it's the doing of something, creating something, I think, is, is the most fun of entrepreneurism, being able to have an idea and out of absolutely nothing create something. I think that's the coolest part about what we do. Yep. And watch it being done and be able to look back and say, holy cow, look at that. Look what we did. Look at that. Yeah, yeah we did back. that. Yeah, it's a year ago, this is where it was. It was an idea. Now look at where it is right now. Yep. Excellent stuff. Excellent it is. stuff. Well, hopefully we have a better summer. I, you know, better summer meaning like do you have more baby ducks and you figure out where the eggs go and hopefully we have a whole flock of The duck eating dog just decides to leave. Duck eating dog maybe has some therapy or you know went through maybe the maybe the other moccasin comes in and grabs him, or who knows. But that's you know that's what dogs do I suppose. So that's what dogs do. Yeah, they eat ducks. Interesting. Yeah, they eat ducks. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what happens. Okay, so we are almost done. We're I done. We, we are, are going to have a nice weekend. We're doing all the paperwork we probably have to do, and then we're going to have a great week next week, and we'll be back on Tuesday, right? Tuesday's our day. That's the plan. That's it. So I think this is it, and this is over, and everybody have a great and safe week. All right. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, Thanks for spending some of your dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.